Stu Does America. Twitter.com slash Stu Does America is our page on X. So bad. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, like this video right now, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications. We appreciate it. Glenn Beck is going to join us to preview the latest Hunter Biden bombshells. We look at how the first Republican debate is shaping up. It's one week from tonight. But we start by doing Hawaii. Yes, I know Hawaii's had a lot of troubles lately, and I hate to add to it by doing them. Uh, it's not something they're looking forward to. Uh, but I will say, uh, luckily, our president is here. He is keeping everything in control. He's the guy we all want to be there at the top of the heap. A guy who's got his uh, finger on the pulse of everything that's going on in this country. And, of course, you remember his incredible comment when asked about what was going on in Maui. No comment. I don't want to talk about it. No comment. Do you believe this? How bad is this guy? I mean, again, I, I asked the question not because I think he cares about anyone in Hawaii. I asked the question just based on pure political considerations. The man's in the middle of a presidential run. You'd think he'd at least want to appear as if he cared about one of our states being on fire, but apparently not. Now, I will say he has vowed to visit Miami amid, uh, excuse me, Maui amid criticism over the fire response. And that's, of course, important. You remember, he always makes good on these promises. He uh, when the whole thing in East Palestine was happening in Ohio, the train uh, situation there, he promised to uh, to visit there as well. Now, he hasn't exactly come through on that promise, but he's come pretty close. He Biden nearly flies directly over East Palestine, Ohio, while on a trip to Milwaukee to tout Bidenomics. So, I mean, he didn't go there, but he almost flew over it. I mean, what more do you want from this guy? By the way, the Bidenomics speech he did the other day was so bad that I think we need to do an entire special on how bad it was. We need an entire Bidenomics uh, debunking here on this program. And I think maybe we'll do that in the next couple of weeks or so because it's driving me crazy. Of course, the media doesn't care if Joe Biden is paying attention to this. What they care about is, of course, say it with me, climate change. Yes, Maui, uh, on fire, a terrible tragedy. We have to blame climate change. We have to utilize whatever tragedy we could find and blame it on climate change. Let me give you just a few examples of it. Opinion. Climate change came from Maui. The rest of us are next. <laughs> Development, tourism, and climate change. How humans made Maui's catastrophe wildfires worse. Uh, Hawaii's devastating wildfire is linked with climate change. Experts blame climate change for scale of devastation of Hawaii's deadly wildfires. When we damage ecosystems like Maui's, we give climate change the power to destroy fire and fury, devastating wildfire fires spark climate alarm. How climate change turned lush Hawaii into a tinderbox. That one from the New York Times. Incredible. You'll hear more about that in a second. Climate chaos. Senator Merkley on Hawaii's wildfires, fires and climate change. How climate change caused awful wildfires in Hawaii caused them, guys. Hawaii fires were made more likely and devastating by climate change is exactly what scientists predicted. Is it? Is it, though? Devastating Hawaii fires made much more dangerous by climate change and the complex complex or, uh, origins of the Maui wildfire 
colonialism and climate change. Not just climate change, but colonialism and climate change. Just to add a couple more of the left-wing narratives uh, to the batch of headlines there. Um, this, of course, was maybe... If you're looking at the, the climate change blame uh, pyramid, the very top of this particular pyramid scheme is Josh Green. He's the governor of Hawaii. And I will say, if nothing else, he's incredibly creative. Listen to his explanation of what happened in his state. What was happening was this. It was a fire hurricane. And I want to warn the entire planet about this, all of America and all of the world. We were experiencing very, uh, very dry conditions, drought conditions because of global warming, which is obviously very real for us here and everywhere. Mm. In addition to those uh, drought conditions and uh, difficulties with water management, because there's just not enough water here in our islands, we then had the penumbra of a hurricane. Hurricane Dora had just passed south of us, leaving 60 mile per hour winds still with gusts up to 81 miles per hour. So what happened was when fire jumped from one spot to another, there were three or four fires going on at the same time. It got seeded very quickly with those 80 mile per hour gusted winds. And then the fire moved essentially at a, a mile uh, per minute, mm. 60 miles an hour down through the community. And that's, that's what a fire hurricane is going to look in ah. the era of global warming. Oh. And so we have to all do right now, right now, what we can to stop global warming and reverse it. Do they actually elect that guy? I, I mean, would you buy a used Corolla from a guy like that? I wouldn't, but apparently Hawaii elected him. Uh, and his uh, apparently the fire was moving at either eight miles per minute or six miles an hour. One of the two. We don't know exactly which one it was. Um, a fascinating tale of the fire hurricane and an interesting arrangement of this story, right? This is something that we have to do to stop climate change. If we stop climate change, that's how we're going to fight fires like this. Nothing to do with the warning systems in the state failing or all the safety uh, initiatives that were supposedly in place, not working. Nothing to do with that, but instead had to do with climate change. This is an important point uh, as we go through this to remember. Um, the other thing here as well is the fire hurricane. Now, I've heard of hurricanes, I've heard of fires, but I've never heard of a fire hurricane. What is a fire hurricane? It's interesting to understand exactly what this is. And I want to bring you to a, a podcast called Start Here. This is from ABC News. Uh, it's their morning podcast. And they have a, uh, a person who's an expert on climate change and such and comes on the podcast often. And every single time she comes on, she blames everything on climate change. This is, this is all she does. Every single time I've ever heard her on this podcast, she blames climate change for everything. And look, she's not out of the norm uh, in, uh, when it comes to the media in this particular practice. But I want to make sure you understand how pathetically awful the statement you just heard from the governor of Hawaii was. Here is a person who blames everything on climate change talking about a fire hurricane and what that means. And in so many events, climate change has such a footprint. So you can't take away from what globally our emissions have done to many wildfires. I think where this one gets really a little more nuanced and this just needs to be spoken about clearly, is especially when I heard the governor, Green. The consequence of global warming and storm change is changing things. 
but we've never had anything like this. The specific quote, he said, that level of destruction and a fire hurricane, something new to us in this age of global warming, was the ultimate reason that so many people perished. First of all, there is no such thing as a fire hurricane. We never anticipated uh, in this state that a hurricane which did not make impact on our islands will cause this type of wildfires. The hurricane was more than 700 miles south of them, and it was really just really strong trade winds and a confluence of air between a hurricane and a really strong high-pressure system to the north. Do they get 60 to 70 mile per hour winds regularly? No, but do they get 60 mile per hour gusts? Yes. And so it right away kind of set off my bells of like, whoa, 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 we're talking about a fire hurricane? That's that that's not a thing. No, I understand that this is an incredibly fast moving and devastating story. But I do think that we need to make sure that we look at how it was caused in whole and not unequivocally place it on global warming's back. No, maybe we shouldn't do that. I know it was a fire hurricane and everything, but maybe we should tap the brakes just a bit, blaming every single bit of this on global warming. And the fact that people are pushing back against this shows it's incredibly egregious. Why would you make up something called a fire hurricane when a fire hurricane doesn't exist? And you see, Governor Green was saying this all over the place. He obviously came up with this term and decided that it was going to work on people. Well, it's not even working on scientists, and it's really, really, honestly embarrassing. Now, separate yourself for a minute from the Governor Green nonsense, because obviously, again, I, don't, I can't, even, can't even contemplate how a guy like that could get elected, but maybe he won't be next time after this. Um, go beyond that, though, because there is some argument to be made. We've talked about this before wildfires and global warming, there's an argument to be made for a correlation there. A lot of people have blamed uh, Canadian wildfires as getting worse because of climate change, uh, not this particular situation. So, well, you know, this was a very dry area at the time of this fire. And of course, climate change brings drought in this theory. And if the drought is worse, then the fires will be worse. And maybe that's what caused this. And you've heard that theory before a million times. And it's a little more rational than the uh, low-hanging fruit of picking apart the fire hurricane from the dopey governor. It's a little bit more of a serious argument. But did it apply in this particular case? We all kind of see Hawaii, at least I do. I've never actually been to Hawaii, but I picture Hawaii as this very lush, green place. Why was it so dry that a fire like this could cause so much damage? Again, same expert here from uh, ABC News. In addition to the winds, I also wonder, like, I also see how dry that land was around that power station. And I think of Hawaii as this lush, green, inherently, like, wet place. You got the thunderstorms all the time there. So, like, the, that seems like it would be connected to climate change, right? If everything around the world, we've seen this in California, it feels like it's drying out, that wouldn't serve as kind of super fuel? Well, the Hawaiian islands all pretty much have two sides. You have where the rainfall falls on the east side of Maui it is. And on the west side or the leeward side, that is the typically drier area. And they do have wildfires and they do have drought. Mm -hmm. They actually have cyclical drought in Uh western Maui. Some of the scientists we spoke with said as much as it has to do with this little bit of drought that they were in, it is so much more of a long-term invasive species of grass. Ah. And that that grass created a fuel. Oh. It's not that the, the forests are overstocked. It's actually that there's a, a real 
problem with invasive herbaceous plants. Ah. Now, again, none of this has been investigated or proven, but a lot of people are starting to point to that combination of, yes, there's some human emission climate change, but definitely the invasive grasses. Uh And we'll find out more about what the pressure gradient between these two, you know, the DORA and the high pressure system to the north, how much climate could have had to do with that. Either way, west side of Maui is dry, typically in the Mm, summer season. This is their dry season. And they were actually in less drought than they've been in compared to many years past. So it's usually dry here has nothing to do with climate change as far as the dryness and normal, and it's actually less dry than previous years. Now, look, they're going to go back, and someone's going to do a study, and they're going to say, of course, this was all climate change. Uh, That will happen with 100% certainty. It happens after every one of these things. Somebody will say it's climate change, and that will be the thing the media picks up. They will largely, and and give ABC News some credit here for actually featuring someone uh, talking with some clarity on this, but... You know, most media organizations are not going to do that, and most people are going to think it's climate change because everything is climate change these days. It is important to understand, and we've gone through this a little bit in the past, but it's important to understand what effect global warming has had on climate change, uh, on uh, wildfires over the past, you know, let's say 50, 100 years. What has happened? Have they increased? Well, let's look at the actual statistics. This is the global burned area from wildfires from 1901 to 1920. And you're seeing there a massive drop in that time period. It is not close. It is a easy to spot trend by the naked eye. The global burned area has dropped dramatically in the past 100 years. And it's not one of those things where it dropped dramatically 80 years ago and has been increasing ever since. It's dropped dramatically since the year 2000. This is not a close call, and it is a significant, significant drop all around the globe. Uh, The explanation, I think, uh, why the people uh, uh, who digest media on a daily basis think the opposite is true, I think is caught up pretty well in this paper. Many consider wildfire as an accelerating problem, with widely held perceptions both in the media and scientific papers of increasing fire occurrence, severity, and resulting losses. However, important exceptions aside, the quantitative evidence available does not support these perceived overall trends. Instead, global area burned appears to have overall declined over past decades, and there's increasing evidence that there is less fire in the global landscape today than centuries ago. Perhaps, rather than a wildfire problem that has worsened globally in recent decades, the negative and sometimes tragic consequences of fire themselves may be gaining wider public attention and, therefore, recognition. The fact that nowadays the latest news reports about disasters from around the world are readily available to large parts of the population may be contributing, uh, may be a contributing factor. What is not spreading equally well is the recognition that the fire is a fundamental, natural, ecological agent in many of our ecosystems and only a, quote, problem, end quote, where we choose to inhabit these fire-prone regions or we humans introduce it to non-fire-adapted ecosystems. The wildfire problem is essentially more a social than a natural one. Now think about what we've seen here. We've got over 100 people dead. Some of the reports are saying they've only looked through about a third of this area. There could be hundreds more. Who knows at this point? It's devastating and tragic and really one of the most awful things. I mean, you you read the reports from these people. 
5 o'clock in the morning, they're waking up and they're realizing that a fire's going on. They have almost no time to escape it. People are jumping into the ocean and just bobbing there for hours trying to escape. One of the worst tragedies we've seen in quite a long time. And yet the, rela the reaction to that from so many in our media, so many in our politics, is to try to take advantage of that by blaming global warming because that makes them look good. Because it does something else very, very important. For people like the governor, Governor Green, it redirects blame. You see, when you blame everything on global warming, you get none of the blame. When you blame everything on global warming, no one has to think about whether your warning systems were up to task. No one has to think about all the, the balls that you dropped preparing people for something like this. All they have to do is blame those evil Republicans in their SUVs. It takes the blame off of you and it puts it on everybody else. It's everybody else's fault that my state burned to the ground. It's everybody else's fault that all these people died. It's everybody else's fault but me. It was the fire hurricane after all. What am I supposed to do? It's a fire hurricane. And this is where global warming works in such a wonderful way. We've talked about it for so many years as this, um, a, it's this vehicle for left-wing uh, people who want more government control over everything that you do to get it. After all, we're in a, an ultimate war against Mother Nature and, uh, and, and climate change. And climate change is going to kill us all. You need to give us control of every aspect of the economy so we can make sure this doesn't happen. It's true that that is a huge fuel as to why you hear this panic all the time. But this is an underrated part of it as well. When a local politician, a governor, a senator, uh, any person who has to answer to the people has a tragedy happen to them, they have an automatic get out of jail free card with the fire hurricane next door. They can always blame global warming, oil companies, evil conservatives, fossil fuels, blah, 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 over and over and over again. They can do all this while stepping back from their own responsibility. And of course, the only way to solve this, you might have thought, hey, wait a minute, isn't this the governor's fault? I mean, like, uh, th th was this bad? Obviously, he didn't start the fire, but like, where were all the safety precautions that we were supposedly, that we supposedly have? Where are all these systems that they told us that we had to warn off something like this? Well, when you think to yourself, what should I do to solve this problem? Your thought might be, well, what if we remove the governor? What if we put someone else in that will actually do a good job? But no, the answer is always different. The answer is always instead vote more Democrats into office. If you only have more Democrats in office, well, then we could solve this problem because the real problem is climate change. Those Republicans and their SUVs, those soccer moms, those are the people who are the problem. It goes back to something we've talked about a hundred times, the left wing circle of grift. Ah, we should vote Democrat. Well, why should we vote Democrat? Climate change. Has it stopped yet? No, it's even worse than we thought. Now what? We need to do something. What do we do? Vote Democrat. Why? Climate change. Has it stopped? No, it's even worse than we thought. Now what? We need to do something. What do we do? Vote Democrat. Why? Climate change. And on and on and on and on and on. Every single step of this brings you back to voting for dolts like Governor Green and putting him back in power again so he can screw up your lives all over again. If this sounds like a bad system, you're right. Unless you happen to be a Democrat. Because all of this stuff, all of these lies, all of this exaggeration, all of this blame shifting helps them 
over and over and over again. It helps them get votes. It helps them bring in money. It helps them remain in power. Say Wall Street uh, asks you to put your money in an IRA or 401k. They say, of course, risking your life savings in the Wall Street casino is a secure investment for the future. But studies show the average American who follows that advice will outlive their savings by 10 years. That's kind of a problem. Bank on yourself is a guaranteed and predictable retirement plan alternative that gives you 100% control of your money. And that kind of sounds good, doesn't it? Plus, you get tax-free income in retirement. There's no luck. There's no skill. There's no guesswork required. Your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble. Think about that. Everyone's, oh, gosh, we had a stock market crash. Not for you if you're banking on yourself. Bank on yourself is the strategy that famous businesses like McDonald's used when, you know, no banker would lend them a dime. And almost anyone can do it. It's built-in inflation uh, protection and ultimate peace of mind for your retirement. Do you need a guaranteed, predictable annual growth? Do you need control of your money? Do you need tax-free retirement income? Well, go to bankonyourself.com slash stew. Bankonyourself.com slash stew. They'll send you a free report and proven retirement plan for all the stuff that you want to do with your life and without having to risk it in the Wall Street uh, casino. Bankonyourself.com slash stew. Get your free report today. Understand how this works. Do your research and see if this is right for you. I think it might be. Bankonyourself.com slash stew. I'm joined now by Glenn Beck. There's a brand new special coming up next on Blaze TV at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's called Revealed, the corruption charge that could actually take the Biden crime family down. That will be very, very interesting. Stay tuned for it. Separately, Glenn is here. Yes, I am. In an unrelated, um, unrelated, uh, What's what's happening here? Can we discuss what's I going on? I thought we were going to do the show. Uh, that's what was happening here. Why? We can do the show. Is there anything you'd like to discuss outside of the show before we get started? No. Okay, so uh, Biden uh, has had a lot of corruption charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to me that there's a, a vast plethora of things that could take him down, but won't. Mm-hmm. Why do you think this is different? Because it is, really, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people would be nervous about what was happening. Yes. Um, and it would almost make them uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, it doesn't seem to be bothering him. No, it doesn't. Yeah. You're, um, you've brought a guest today for those particularly listening on podcasts, which is why some made not exactly feel the interview is going well so far. And I'm a little distracted by, your, by the guest you've brought. What guest? The cat you've, you've brought on the, on the show today. I don't have a cat. Okay. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Hunter Biden, he is a... Uh, are, you, are you okay? <laughs> Sincerely, are you okay? I mean, no, I will say I'm okay. definitely right. not okay. All right, because I know you were thrown by the... By the story today that we talked about, uh, that you, you know, you... On radio. Yeah, you thought uh, the new person that was the spokesperson for the Ukrainian army f- to the United States was a female. And it wasn't a female, still. No matter how good looking you thought she was, he's a, it's a dude. It's a dude, it's a dude. dressed up as a woman. This is a American real story. Dude. Yeah. 
and I was fully convinced it had to be false. Yeah. It was a, it's a woman, a man who is dressed up as a woman, mm-hmm. who has become the new spokesperson for Ukraine, but not to Ukrainians, not, not to Ukrainians, but to Americans. Yes. And then he, as she, made a statement to Americans about how Vladimir Putin uh, drinks the blood of children. He's a vampire. And it was like the 15th most surprising story of the day. It really was. <laughs> it really was. It really was. We are in that uh, world a yeah. little bit. Yeah, we um, are. So tell me about, uh, I mean, we could go on about your cat all day long. But you really need to get a handle. I do. Okay. I do. Can you tell me about what is, I mean, tell, give me the behind the scenes thing so I don't have to like spend time, you know, watching <laughs> your show and stuff. Well, I'm not going to give you everything. I'm just going to show you that we're going to lay the pattern out mm-hmm. and you will see the crime family. Uh, I mean, you know, you look at the, there's at least five things that we know for a fact, Mm -hmm. totaling $20 million that we know for a fact Mm -hmm. that went to not just Hunter, but the rest of the Biden family. Right. Now, can somebody please ask, what was the family selling? What was the family doing? Did the, were they the That's ones that were like, I got to lift up the hood. I got to see if we have some Burisma oil in here. Right. I mean, no. what were they doing? Yeah. And it, it, this is brother. I mean, it, almost everybody in the family seems to have their own shell corporation. Except for Sailor. Sailor? Yeah. Sailor or Navy? Well, maybe she's a Navy sailor. <laughs> I thought it was sailor. No. Well, there's a Navy. Navy. You're talking about the illegitimate uh, yeah. grandchild. Oh my gosh! Until that's last the kind week. Of hate speak you want. Yeah. yeah, the one they didn't recognize until last yeah, week. Yeah, that's Navy. Oh. Yeah. No. I like sailor better than Navy. <laughs> that's you? You're just recreating the names. Well, no, I think sailor is a better name than Navy. Are you as frustrated as I, as I am that the media continues to say there's no evidence and no ties to Joe Biden whatsoever? Yeah, um, and I'm going to do something about it, unlike you, that just winds up. I did a whole show on it yesterday. Yeah, whatever. Or two days ago, maybe. Yeah, but you're not doing it like I'm doing it. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, I, I will not have any felines uh, on set. For example, I'm allergic to cats. What are you even talking about? I are, are you? I am. Are you? I'm very allergic okay. to cats. You ever seen me lion hunt? Nope. Not one time. Not, not one time. No, not once. No. Um, we are now a week away from mm-hmm. the debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one. Mm-hmm. Give me a prediction number one. Does Donald Trump show up to this? No. Thing? Why? Because I, I think he'd be foolish to. Why? Why does he need to? Um, you know, uh, he, his, his best thing would, (laughs) would be just to, would be just to, just to what, you know, not show up in his basement. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't, honestly, he has no place to go, but down. Right. So, and from a game theory standpoint, I get it, Mm -hmm. right? Like why bother showing up to this debate? Mm-hmm. If you're up by 40 points, which, by the way, is what he is on the national average right now, up by 40 points. So I can understand him not wanting to show up. But isn't it like bad for the country that we don't have these conversations? Shouldn't we want all these candidates to show up so we can hear what they have to say? It's, it's assuming that anything could be good for the country at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, a big timeout would be good for our country. Mm-hmm. Big, you know what? Everybody, shut up. <laughs> go to your corner. Right. That would be good for our country. That would be good. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's my prediction. That's not going to happen. So 
if you're in the you're in the spot uh, spot where you're Ron DeSantis or you're Tim Scott, you're one of these people trying to make an impact. How do you make an impact if he's not there? Right. What a good question. Here's a better question. What is happening with the DeSantis campaign? Why is he not taking off at all? Mm. I mean, he's been largely stable until the past week or so, and he seemed to fallen off, fall off a little bit. Well, I mean, you've talked to him. He's a good candidate. He's a good he's governor. A great candidate. But you would expect him to be higher in the polls. He's nowhere. No one is. Is it just the vacuum of Donald Trump? I mean, my theory would be yes, right? He dominates the news coverage so much. Every story has been about a new indictment for the past four months. I mean, ever since Ron DeSantis had the big 20, uh, 2022 election and kind of got close, again, he never overtook Trump, but he was close. Ever since then, the entire news cycle has been about Donald Trump and how pissed off everyone is that he's being indicted unfairly. I'm saying in the Republican primary, that's how people feel. So how do you fight with that? You can't, you, I mean, you can't fight with that. It, that has to change or you're going to lose. No, I think that's why Donald Trump, that's why they've done this. I mean, I think a side benefit is putting him in jail for them. Sure. You know, yeah. but I, I'm not sure if they actually think, I mean, you know, the, the women on The View do, but I don't think they actually think they'll put him in jail. Um, they just want him to be guaranteed to be the, the candidate that they run against. They want to elevate him in the primary? Right. And take him out in the general. There's 60, what is the percentage, Stu, of the people who say, I will not vote for Donald Trump in the country? It's 53% say they definitely will not vote for him, and another 11% say they probably will not vote for him. Hey, so that's 64% of the country that says, I definitely won't or probably won't. That's a lot. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. It's tough. A needle uh, thread. thread, right? I mean, yeah. it's very difficult to pull off. It could happen. It's just very difficult. People change their minds. There's things that go on. But my concern about the general is that what, what we should be doing is talking about how bad Joe Biden is, and no one talks about that when Donald Trump is in the picture. And I, I don't know how you overcome that. I mean, look, it's, it's his primary to win, and it would be the biggest political choke of all time. If he doesn't win it, he's up by 40 points. But if he does get it, get there, it's going to be d difficult to pull off the general. It, you, you know, you said earlier, if, if he doesn't show up, isn't that bad for the country? Do you think they're really going to be talking about policy? No. I mean, I just, but I want, don't you at least want the debates? I do. I would like to Joe Biden, RFK Jr., Marianne Williamson, whoever else, like they should I at do. least have to talk about these things. Yeah. I would like that, but that's not going to happen. If Donald Trump is on the stage, it's not going to happen. And I, I, I wonder also why Fox News is being so stringent uh, about their rules of fair use. Everybody has three minutes. You have three minutes you can pull from the 90-minute debate. Three. Mm -hmm. Some of those answers are three minutes. Yeah. So you can pull one. Other than that, no one but Fox can use them. It's so strange. I mean, we should obviously have a access to candidates talking about, about issues. Why are they doing that? It's just, is it, is it self-protection? Is it something bigger? I, I don't know anymore. I mean, so many things are just so crazy, mm -hmm. you know, that... There are a lot of things that are crazy. I've been noticing some of them lately. A lot of things. People do things that aren't explained. They don't... I mean, they're in the right. middle of trying to do one thing and they're doing something else. It's very bizarre. 
Right. Illustrate, illustrating I mean, you're a, a little babbly today. I am. You should, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't mean to be. I'm worried about you, sincerely. Yeah. Um, the, um, the thing with, uh, I don't even remember what we're talking about now. See, like, the cat isn't even looking at the camera. The cat's looking at me, and it's making me feel weird. <laughs> Stu, there is no cat. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, are you talking about this piece of pottery? Well, it's it is a cat. Yes. No, it's a piece of pottery. You've been petting you it really for, for have, eleven minutes. No, I've been holding it. I don't want it to fall. It's a very important piece to Michaela. Her, uh, her. It's been in her husband's family for like three generations. Mm -hmm. So I don't want it to break. I'm holding it for her. Is this what you've been going on about? It's a. It is literally a cat. And now again, I okay. I know it's not. Don't look at him. Actually, thank don't you. Look at him. <laughs> it makes it at least a little bit less creepy. Now the audience is going to be creeped out. <laughs> Let's just say this. My guess is, in the middle of laying out a case against Hunter Biden, you will not have to deal with the cat statue or pottery or whatever it is. You will instead get the facts about Hunter Biden. You're right. I'm going to leave this cat right here for the rest of your show. It is legitimately very creepy to look at, well. staring right at me. When I move, its eyes move. Uh-huh. So, anyway, uh, Glenn Beck, uh, he's got a show or something tonight. You should watch it. Revealed the corruption charge that could actually take the Biden crime family down. So be sure to stay tuned. It's moving closer to me. Are you noticing that? No, I haven't noticed that. Make sure to get a Blaze TV account, blazetv.com slash do. Use the promo codes too to save 10 bucks. Glenn, I'm so glad you're back <laughs> and in studio again. I am too. This was a I, joy. It was. It really we was. We do it every week. And thank you. And uh, welcome. we'll be back in just a second. Next time. Next time you take a flight, no. maybe you want to have a... No. Are you, come on, kitty. Come on. Come on. You now you're calling it a cat? It's been a cat the whole time, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> Look, if you can't trust a company run by that guy, well, who can you trust? Realestateagentsitrust.com. I mean, I you. <laughs> Glenn, with his inanimate cat, uh, he started the company, and if that doesn't make you want to do business with him, I don't know what will uh, right there. Uh, they screened through real estate agents. Luckily, he's hired people who are sane. Uh, so that was a, an interesting move by him. I'm glad he did it. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. Wherever you're going in the country, you're buying, you're selling a home, get the best price on either side of that transaction. It's an important transaction, and you don't want to entrust it to a lunatic. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. One week from tonight, we have the debates, and we're going to be covering them, doing a pregame show, a postgame show on Blaze TV. Also, extended coverage, probably on both sides of that, uh, will be on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash America. Go there, subscribe, follow, I don't know, uh, I think click the bell, because the bell will give you an alert when we actually start that extended coverage. Don't miss it. It's going to be a big night, and we're going to be, we've got tons of uh, politics and coverage coming up here over the next uh, year, really, of, of elections. It's going to be a long road. Let's, uh, let's do this together. Um, I wanted to show you who's going to actually be in this debate, because it's kind of interesting. 
there are some still some big questions as to what's going on in the debate. It's not just related to Donald Trump. Here's the list. This is just a Wikipedia summary, but uh, you see it's it's pretty clear. Um, who is in the debate for sure? Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Tim Scott. One more, Doug Burgum. Bergamentum is in uh, this particular debate. He's the North Dakota governor. Now you might say, well, what about Chris Christie and Mike Pence? Well, neither one of them yet have signed the, the loyalty pledge to Republican candidates. Uh, so that, in theory, could keep them out. Now, they haven't said they're not going to do it, but you know, Chris Christie, his whole argument for being in this race at all is that he, wouldn't, he thinks Donald Trump is unqualified to be president. So how can he sign the loyalty pledge, honestly? Now, of course, Chris Christie lies quite a bit, so could just be that. Mike Pence, same thing. I mean, his whole pitch is basically like, this guy tried to take over the country on January 6th. How can you sign a loyalty pledge to potentially vote for Donald Trump? Now, my guess is both of these guys will just come up with a carve out. They'll say, well, I know I'm going to win and Trump's not going to win, so I'll sign it. They'll come up with some carve out to sign it anyway. The other one is, of course, Donald Trump. Now, Trump is saying he may not show up. There's a good argument to his campaign to say, why would he show up? He's up by 40 points in a lot of these polls. But, of course, I would love to see a debate with him in it. Um, He will not sign. He said he will not sign the loyalty pledge. So he, in theory, can't really participate. I I can't believe they'd keep him out. But who knows? Uh, Asa Hutchinson needs to get donors. That's all uh, to get up to... uh, to uh, that level. And then um, you have a couple of other people who are all, you know, Will Hurd, Larry Elder, Suarez, uh, Perry Johnson, all kind of bubbling out down there. Hutchinson, if he were able to get to the donors, actually could be in, which is hilarious. I mean, he's had a real catastrophe, but he's had a couple of polls where he showed up. So there you go. I mean, this didn't turn into the 24 candidate uh, free-for-all that we all kind of feared, because you don't get anything out of that stuff. What you really have here is between five and eight serious candidates, uh, and that's an okay field. I think that's a pretty good number. I do hope it pairs down before voting starts. Some of these candidates that aren't going to make it maybe go away, so we can kind of see a uh, more uh, focused back and forth here over the next six months. We will see, but we will see first in one week from tonight, Blaze TV's coverage of the debates. Uh, you'll be here on Blaze TV, of course, and at youtube.com slash America. You know, your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality. This is 100% true. If you wake up too hot or too cold and then you can't get back to sleep, it's just awful. You need Miracle Maid's bed sheets. These are great. I have them on my bed. They have silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA. I don't know what that does exactly. I guess it helps the temperature. It also helps with the bacteria and all sorts of things. Um, but that's great. I will also just most importantly tell you they're really comfortable and they will do this without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel honestly as nice, if not nicer than bed sheets used in some five-star hotels. You're going to like these things. Uh, Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you don't have to believe me. Give them a shot. See if you, if you like it. If you're not 100% satisfied, you get a full refund. 
TryMiracle.com slash stew. TryMiracle.com slash stew. Get your Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or maybe as a gift for someone else, uh, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use the promo code stew at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Head to TryMiracle.com slash stew. TryMiracle.com slash stew. Treat yourself with Miracle Made bed sheets. So earlier in the day, I talked to Glenn Beck, and we recorded that interview before this broke. I wish he was here to respond to it. Um, But Apple has removed all Glenn Beck podcasts, uh, all 1,900 episodes. Why? We don't know. They didn't tell us why. We have no idea. Now, of course, sometimes, of course, there are glitches that make these things happen. They typically seem to affect people who like lower taxes for some bizarre reason. Um, but uh, it, it could just be that. You know, maybe by the time you hear this, it'll already be back on. I hope that's the case. Very strange, though. Glenn, of course, has a big special coming up tonight uh, on Blaze TV. Now, you can still get the podcast uh, on other uh, platforms for the moment. So if you want to uh, get them, you can go to, you know, iHeart, I know, has them. Uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, still up there. Hopefully this is just, you know, squared away. But we do see so many of these stories that happen to people who just either are conservatives or just question, uh, I don't know, these, these, uh, these pieces of consensus. Um, you know, Sage Steele felt this. She uh, was, is someone who's uh, you know, been on ESPN for years. She's awesome. Uh, Sage Steele's awesome. And she's been on ESPN for years and years and years and years. And, you know, she got into the period where, you know, she didn't want to go down. She didn't want to take the vaccine. It was her choice. She didn't feel like she wanted to take it for whatever reason. That should be okay. Well, ESPN didn't like that, and they came after her. She eventually sued, and she made a statement. She said, Had, having successfully settled my case with ESPN Disney, I've decided to leave so I can exercise my First Amendment rights more freely. I'm grateful for so many wonderful experiences over the past 16 years. Excited for my next chapter. Uh, she's awesome, and she'd be welcome here at The Blaze, I know. She's, uh, you know I'm sure she's got big things going on, but uh, she's the type of person who is willing to talk out about what they actually believe. YouTube is now censoring some other stuff. This is, of course, uh, uh, this is interesting. Cancer misinformation is their new target. Now, we know we had all these problems with them pulling down uh, COVID videos, and that kind of blew up in their face with a lot of this stuff about, you know, the COVID lab leak and all these other things. Now they're going to start uh, censoring cancer information. I just hope they don't censor the real information about cancer, that Joe Biden is going to cure it any day now. Actually, can we check right now? Have they cured it yet? No, Joe has not. Has Joe Biden cured cancer.com? The answer still is, as of this moment, no. Okay, so here's what happened. In San Francisco, they've got the robo-taxis going on. I was out west recently and saw one of these things driving around with nobody in the front. It was very, very strange to see. San Francisco's embracing this wholeheartedly, of course, the kind of the tech capital. And they have now uh, expand, expanded robo-taxis. Problem, of course, they caused a traffic fiasco the day after they actually expanded them. Uh, they're thinking now about rethinking uh, their decision to do so. And part of this might have to do with what's going on inside the robo-taxis. Because if you think about this, I don't know, you're out of the bar, maybe you meet someone, a lovely person at the bar, a few drinks in, you get in the robo-taxi, you don't want to drink and drive, get in the robo-taxi, and you kind of realize, wait a minute, there's nobody else here. That situation's causing some interesting behavior. Sex in San Francisco robo-taxis is running rampant, report finds. 
No boundaries. Well, that's good, because we don't need any more boundaries in this society. I guess it's better than them doing it right out of the street, which seems to be what they were doing before. So get in the robo-taxis, do your business, just stay the hell away from me.